What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Dissect That Film, where we dissect your favorite films, film franchises, and now TV. Today is a new episode of Dissect That Film Fresh Cuts, where we sit down and we talk about <laughs> new release movies uh, that have come out uh, within the last couple weeks, or pretty much new releases. Today, we are talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife, and to talk about this wonderful movie with me is the wonderful DNA gaming Dan and Angela. Hello. 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 Do you like the title? Do you like the, do you like the name of the show? I like that. For everybody listening, we literally just heard at the moment. He, exactly. said he told us nothing. <laughs> I didn't like I told him, he just has to show up. He's like, just show up, watch this yep. movie. We're not telling you. Shit. Just talk All about right. stuff. Literally, this was uh, something that I had come up with not that long ago. I dig it. It makes sense with what, what we do. Yeah. So this is our second time doing um, this type of show. We did Halloween Kills last month. Uh, it was under a different name, but it will be changed to Fresh Cuts as we go along. The next time we do this type of show will be when we all get together to talk about Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City, which we'll try to get within the next week or so. But today what? we're talking. Sorry, go ahead. Where, where can we watch that? In theaters. I don't have our theater as a carry it. Oh, well, yeah. we'll have to figure something out. <laughs> we'll figure something. We'll out. talk about that at another time. But today, yes, we're talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife, and I have been waiting a whole week to talk about this movie because, god damn, I loved it so much. <laughs> this movie came out originally. The first time it was ever shown in full was August twenty third, twenty twenty one, at CinemaCon which I'm so jealous. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to be there. And then, but it's full release was November 19th, 2021. It came in at an hour, uh, two hours and five minutes, which just to me, wasn't long enough. Budgeted at $75 million. And currently on Wikipedia, it is telling me it is at $115.8 million, but it's still going, but that it could, that might not be an accurate number to, at this very moment, that's just what Wikipedia is telling me right now. Uh, this, this was directed by Jason Reitman, the son of the original director of the original two Ghostbusters, Ivan Reitman, uh, who did play as a producer. Uh, this was also... Uh, I don't know what I was going to say there. Uh, this stars uh, Finn Wolfhard, McKenna Grace, and the sexiest man on Earth, according to People Magazine... Paul Rudd. <laughs> yes. Just date ourselves with that comment. So yeah, uh, let's uh, go around and let's, let's talk about what we thought of this movie before we go into like spoilers. Uh, we're not going to spoil anything for a little bit. We're going to do non-spoilers at the start of this show, and then we will cut into spoilers and we'll let you all know when we're going to get to that point. So, DNA Gaming, what did you think of Ghostbusters Afterlife? Or... Ghostbusters 3 Afterlife. That's what it's called. Okay, people? <laughs> Officially official now. Yes. Yes. It's not a spinoff title. This is a, this is a mainline entry. And I just want to say, before you guys get into your thoughts, uh, this is the second film that we've reviewed on this channel that has a subtitle of Afterlife. That is true. And this one, I'm assuming, was a lot better than that. Oh, one. yes. <laughs> very much. <laughs> okay. It's a fair statement. Go ahead, dear. <laughs> Uh, 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 oh. there's there's nothing bad to be said about this one 
Uh, all the characters, great. I can't say anything without spoiling it. <laughs> no, it's so were- hard. I don't know how shows can do these like 20 minute non-spoiler episodes. It's like, I just want to talk about everything. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I can say that there were almost tears at one point. Lots of laughing. But overall, great. Loved it. Definitely would want to watch it again. Mm. Oh, man. Dan? Building up to it. Anyway, uh, I liked it. It was a very enjoyable movie. Um, I Actually, one of the things I really enjoyed about this film, uh, as far as just from a filmmaking standpoint, is the cinematography. Yes. Uh, I really liked how, if you watch a lot of blockbuster films, everything looks so clean and sterile and bright most of the time, and this movie didn't feel that way. Like, of course, there were shots, but it felt just, mm-hmm. it just felt like the whole film just felt more grounded. Yeah. Like location, how everything was shot, small town. I mean, that's not really spoilers in a trailer, but just everything that was just in the film, right? Just felt more grounded, more intimate to these people, not this big grandiose thing that ninety five percent of move, big movies that come out are like these days. I like the, I like the the writing felt natural, naturalistic. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel hammy or over the top, uh, as again some films do. I liked it. It was good. And the, the use of a lot of practical effects. Yes. The, the what? The jokes. The jokes. There were some good jokes. There were some good jokes. <laughs> uh, there were some bad jokes. <laughs> they were all great. Always, always. There's always uh, going to be a mix. It was quality. It, I enjoyed it uh, from just without spoiling it. There's some other stuff too, but that's later. Yeah. When we get into full spoilers, we'll go into all that stuff. Uh, I love this movie. I am a huge Ghostbusters fan, and I'm kind of sad I don't have a Ghostbusters shirt as big of a fan I am of of this franchise. Uh, And if you guys don't know, uh, we will be... This won't be the only Ghostbusters film we talk about. Oh, look! Look, we got a little little DNA right there. (laughs) We're keeping that in the show, unless you want me to cut that. No, she's no, fine. fine. <laughs> she's the witch hat with her uh, wand. Yeah. Staff. So, yeah. She's been the queen today. Oh, <laughs> adorable. But, yeah, I, um, I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. I've watched the original two f- so many times I can't even remember. Um, I just, I love the way this film looks. I love the McKenna Grace, who plays the main character. Uh, Phoebe she is phenomenal she has been in so many things the last year uh, she current uh, she was in Handmaid's Tale season four which is bonkers to think about um, she she literally has played probably the child version of a lot of superheroes in movies I know she was yeah. like child version of uh, Carol Danvers in Captain yep. Marvel and there's been other she's she's done so much she's a fantastic actress and I can't wait to see um, what she does uh, going forward um, Paul Rudd, of course, I I love Paul Rudd. I feel like this man can't do anything wrong. Uh, Everything that he's in just, to me, feels great. The only thing I think that I just had a a problem with was you couldn't give him a better name. (laughs) It was such a bad name. We'll get into his actual name in this film when we go into spoilers, but his name's still bad. And that was the only thing that really irked me. was like, really? You couldn't give him a (laughs) a better name. 
But that and was. We both looked at each other and we're oh, like, that's what? a name. But that's that's the Gary thing. Gruberman, whatever his name is. <laughs> that's okay. Just say it. That's okay. Oh, it's yeah. the character name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not spoiling spoiler anything. Gruberson. Gruberson. I'm sorry. But yeah, it and I think the thing that I love the most that people, a lot of people, aren't in love with is the fact that people are really mad that this is like a very fan servicey movie. But that's the point. We haven't had Ghostbusters yeah. in. A, a core Ghostbusters film since 1989. In my entire lifetime, we haven't had a new Ghostbusters of this from the original continuity since before I was born. Like, yes, I don't care. Give me all that fan service bullshit. I don't care. These people who are really mad about that, I feel like it's such a stupid thing to complain about. Which that doesn't make any sense because if they were going to complain and say it was a fan servicey film, there's actually a lot of this film that doesn't feel like other Ghostbusters movies. In fact, right. this movie doesn't feel like a Ghostbusters no. movie for a lot of it, but and that's a good thing. Right. I mean, not saying Ghostbusters movies are bad, but it's setting its own thing. The fan service that isn't it, I don't feel is. I mean, there's obviously a good amount, mm -hmm. but it's not just constantly in your face the whole time. Yeah. There is an actual original story going They're on. They're not like there. taking you and like shit, like, remember this is Ghostbusters. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <"Whoa."> right? exactly. <laughs> Um, this, the, the cold open for this film is amazing. We don't know. What, what do you mean? Yeah. You don't know. You're late. We were late. No. <laughs> well, I'm going to spoil yes. it for you when we get to spoilers. Cause it's fucking phenomenal. It's, it's such a, a, an amazing cold open. Uh, the ending got there when they went in the house. Yeah, when they first pulled up to the when house. First wow, you guys were really late. <laughs> yeah. We were. It was, oh, no. and there was like 8 billion people at the fucking theater, too. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Carry on. So yeah. th another issue, I, I think one of my issues I had with this film was also that they kind of ignored the events of Ghostbusters 2. Even though a lot of people dismiss Ghostbusters 2, they're not as big of fans. And listen, it wasn't as good of a movie as the original Ghostbusters, but it's still part of that continuity, and I feel like they kind of ignored it. They, they, they did. Over, I, I didn't notice any big references. And yeah, I felt the same way. Uh, I, I, I love how they paid um, homage to, or they paid an homage to Harold Ramis yes. in this movie and how Very they well. incorporated him into the film. I'm, oh man, I just, I, I did cry. I, I did have tears rolling down my face at the end of this film. It was beautiful the it's just a fa this movie's fucking great and no one is going to tell me otherwise i can't wait to buy this film and watch it over and over and over again because it's going to be that way uh i the cameos were great they didn't throw it in your face all the can't like the you know what you know the original ghostbusters yeah it wasn't kind of, you know, they, they were in this movie a perfect amount, in my opinion. They let the new cast do their thing. And then, okay. you know, the, the original and then the original cast when they come in is I think it's a perfect timing. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if I, I don't really have anything else non-spoilery to go over. Do you guys have anything else you guys want to talk about that are non-spoilers before we jump into spoilers? I feel like we're over the 10-minute mark. I think that's a good <laughs> a good time to be like, all right, people, if you haven't seen this movie, go watch it and then come back and watch our review on it. Yeah. All right. Are you guys ready for, for spoilers? 
Let's hit it. All right. Spoiler alert. That's your warning, people. So the cold open, which you guys have not seen, so you guys are going to get spoiled, too, is uh, it's epic. All right. So we're in like this small we're in this small farm town and a truck is driving down the road and it's it's running away from something. It's driving away from something crazy. You don't see who's in the truck. But he's driving, he's driving very reckless, getting back to his house, getting back to this farmhouse. And he gets there, and everything is in shadows. You never see this man. Something hits the truck and flips it, and he gets out of the truck, and then he has to run through the corn maze, or through the corn maze, through the corn to get to the farmhouse, and he he has a trap in his hand. He literally, yeah, he's got a trap, yeah. and... He's running, he's, he runs to the porch of his house and he has a control. He's got like freaking pillars that have that run power to there's something underneath the ground, which at the end of the movie, you find out exactly what that is, but he holds out the, he stands on his porch and he holds out the trap to whatever's coming and you don't see what's coming, but you see like the footsteps in the ground going Mm -hmm. towards him. And then he, as the the entity that you don't see gets to a certain point, he hits a lever, which starts the pillars. They power up, but then they they go out. So his plan is he goes into his house and he he's got like a compartment in the floor. He puts the trap in there and then he sits in. uh, He sits in a chair and just waits, waits it out. But you never see his face, but you know who it is. You know who it is the entire time of this cold open. Uh, it's it's Egon Spangler. He's the he's living out here by himself, uh, keeping things in order. But you don't know exactly what he's doing. You just know he, he's a dirt farmer. Yeah, he's the dirt farmer. Dirt farmer had a family. But my yeah, but my favorite thing was is that they didn't they didn't show his face at all in this entire cold yeah. open. Yeah. So when he sits in the chair, it's kind of from like a it's kind of like a silhouette. And then a a cloud forms over him, and it looks like one of the demon dogs. And oh. then he, and then like, and then it disappears, and then it like fades down to his hand, and you see he dies. Like whatever, whatever was there killed him. Okay. Okay. Well, that. And it cuts, and then oh. it cuts to his. Um, what you find out is his daughter, and his grandkids. Which I will feel without knowing that it happened. It adds a little bit to it, but I don't feel it changed the of the movie. No, it just having seen it. Yeah, but I, it, to be such a fantastic cold open, in my opinion. Oh yeah, just I'm the sure. fact that they left everything in the shadows. There was no like, yeah. oh my god, this is Egon. No, like you could tell from the silhouette and like the way the shadows were, but you never had a definitive like, oh shit, what you know, what's Egon doing? Yeah. And of course, the actor who played Egon, uh, Harold Ramis, he died in 2014. So this isn't him. They had to. This was a, one of the I feel the uh, reasons they did it this way, um, where at the end they kind of give you more of a visual of what he would look like now. Yeah, yeah. Which was awesome. Yeah. Which works better in, in the in the situation they were using him because then the effect they have to use for that doesn't look so hokey because of mm-hmm. what's going on. So yeah, so we meet his uh, we meet his family. Me, his daughter. What's what's the daughter's name? 
Oh, um, no, Callie. Callie is the mom. Callie is his. We're talking about. So this is Egon's family. So his daughter, Callie, and then her kids, uh, Phoebe and Trevor. Uh, uh, Trevor played by Phil Wolfhard of Stranger Things and It Chapter One and Two. And other things. And then Phoebe played by uh, McKenna Grace, who we talked about earlier in the episode. Um, McKenna Grace carries this freaking movie. I'm going to say something. Go ahead. My opinion here. I don't. I actually don't care for the mom. I don't like her character very much. Yeah, she was kind of extra. And by extra, I mean like she was just a little bit too much like, fuck him. Like the whole time without. Well, see, that was. Oh, good, good, good. Without really any understanding. Like she knew that he left. And then I like how she kind of figures it out towards the end that why he left. Yeah, why he did what he did. But yeah, she's such a side. She's like so far down in the with all the characters we meet in this movie. She's like she's really far down there. Yeah. See, my big my big thing was like, like you said, I just like until like she really figures out what happens later. She's actually just a shit character. Like, (laughs) I don't I don't really care. I mean, in my opinion, like, I don't care for how she interacts with her daughter. Yeah. Especially later, later parts of the film. Like, I understand that whatever happened, like the the relationship she has with her had or didn't have with her dad. Yeah. But just the way she treats her daughter, like passively, like, like essentially is a passively aggressive way to how her, how she dislikes her dad. She's literally doing that to her daughter. Well, yeah, because she sees her father and, and because Phoebe is the way that they design Phoebe's look is very Egon. She is a, a little girl version of Egon, the hairstyle, the glass, I think feel the glasses are the exact same glasses. Harold Ramis wears. They are. So, <laughs> like, it's very, very much, I feel that's why she is like that, where Trevor is more like her. So she's, oh, yeah, she yeah. has more of a close-knit relationship with Trevor, even though yeah, I, I feel Trevor is another character who is, like, useless throughout this movie until <laughs> he needs, we, they just, they need him as something extra. Like, you can drive the car! <laughs> like, Yeah, see, my... My issue are is my those characters I didn't like it was him and then the one that's going to show up later, but I'll mention it. Okay. So yeah, so we meet them. They're uh, you know, she's on going on hard times. She can't afford to. I, I'm guessing they live. Where do they live in New York? I'm assuming that's where they lived. I don't know. So no they idea. live in a big city. They can't afford to live in this apartment, so they got to go. And yeah. because uh, she finds out that her father passed away and so they have to go take care of some business there and she could give a shit but she's got nothing so she's going to see what he left her pretty much that's the whole reason why she decides to go uh and they find he lives in a small town called somerville oklahoma which we find out is where um the gozerian cultist ivo shandor yeah pretty much he mined uh he mined metal there of some sort, which was the the metal they used to build the building from the original Ghostbusters, the building that they fought, uh, uh, Gozer. <laughs> it's yep. it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing, people. This is this is why this links up. So yeah, you find out it's the same place that the Shandor and there's the Shandor mine and all that, but you find out that he is he built like a temple for Gozer in this town. But that is something we're going to find out more about later. Yeah. And we even get to meet him, too. Do you know who he was played yeah. by? I do. I don't I don't know. I, yes, I do know who it was. 
I don't even look because I know I know that actor's J.K. Simmons. Yes. I don't need this. No, it, was, it was a mar- remarkably short cameo. Yes, <laughs> very much. So, so yeah. So they move or they go to this house and and of course we get our Annie Potts cameo. And she comes in and they're like, Callie asks about like, did he leave anything for me? It's like, no, he didn't. He could barely get keep the power on. He's like, oh, she's like, great. So I left to come here to, to, you know, and he doesn't even leave me anything. He leaves me for all these years and then dies and doesn't leave me shitty. Anyway, like, well, you continue to suck. Yeah, and they're exploring this place. They find out they're going to be staying there because they got evicted from yeah. their apartment, and they're like, "Great." Also, an earthquake happens, and right, yep, they yep. just pass it off as just another, as just a a random event. Which later you'll find out it's not because of that. It's because of the reason why Egon was here in the first place. Yep. 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 So the funny thing was that Finn Wolfhard auditioned for this film, not thinking he was going to get it because in Stranger Things season two, I believe season two was uh, there was an episode where he him and the whole gang, they dressed up as the Ghostbusters. Yep. And so they he didn't think he was going to get it because the fact that he had already done something with the Ghostbusters involved. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I thought that was funny. You only get one shot, man. Jason Reitman. Did you know that Jason Reitman made a cameo in Ghostbusters 2? The director of this film? Wasn't he like a kid? Yes. At one point in the movie, just like yelling something at somebody. So uh Ray and um uh what's uh Ray and the other the fourth guy. Why can't I think of his name? We're all the Ghostbusters names. Winston Peter? Winston, Winston. Uh, Ray and Winston, they go to the party, to a birthday party, because in Ghostbusters 2, they're like you know, they're, they're not the actual Ghostbusters anymore. They, like, broke up because there's just not much going on. So they have to do yeah. birthday parties. And a kid comes up to him and goes, you're full of crap. This isn't real. <laughs> it, that's Jason. That was Jason Reitman. Oh, okay. okay. And, a lineage, dude. Yeah, and his daughter, and I guess Ivan Reitman's daughter made a cameo in that movie at the same time. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so they're staying here in Somersville. And they got a, it's really not much going on here. It's just a big cornfield and some stuff in a big giant barn. And and everywhere in this town, the man, the old man who lived here was called just the dirt farmer. The dirt farmer had family. (laughs) I love the hardware, the hardware store owner. He's like, he had family. Well, I I mean, he gave me a lot of business. (laughs) Yeah. I was buying weird shit. Yeah. Uh, Phoebe gets to go to. I was so confused. I was like, "What? Why is Phoebe going to school, but Trevor's not?" But then I realized it's summer school. Yeah, and yep. I fixed my confusion. So yeah, Phoebe goes to summer school, and her teacher is Gary Guberson. Is it Guberson? Gruberson. Gruberson. <laughs> Whatever. It's still a terrible name. And he's a seismologist, meaning he studies um, seismic activity. And Phoebe, a, what? You don't get that vibe from the beginning. This is a sweet gig. I can tell yeah, right? these kids are dense. Yeah. I can show them anything. They don't care. I love when the kid walks through and he's like, that kid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's like, a, 
He just comes off as like you don't know anything about him. He just comes off as just that like, like, lazy teacher substitute. You don't know what the fuck he does. I mean, he's to be honest, he's still I still get that feeling from him. Like he's he's a yeah. child. He literally these kids are all in summer school and he's like, we're gonna watch a movie today about a dog that catches rabies, and it's a VHS yeah, of Cujo. I know. I was like, you found I found this gem in the library because apparently you guys don't have DVD players here. <laughs> what was the other movie he shows later? Oh, Chuck, uh, Chucky. Chucky. Oh, Child's that's play. right. <laughs> oh, God, man. Like, uh, we're in the theater. Like, oh, yeah, good movie. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why? How come when teachers showed movies in my when I was in school, they just show me awesome gems like that. Cujo and okay. Child's Play. We're going to talk no, about we're going to watch a movie about a doll that becomes possessed by a serial killer. And kills me. <laughs> right. We always watch like where the red fern grows and stuff. Oh, like that. my God. Funny. It's all educational. You want to know what movie I saw the most at, in school was Pirates of the Caribbean: Curse of the Black Pearl. Oh, I really? S- I saw that movie probably five or six times in school. At least it was a good movie, though. Oh yeah, I love it. Yeah, it could have been worse. Yeah, but it was just one of those things. It was so random. <laughs> Had nothing to do with anything. So like, we're gonna yeah. watch a pirate movie. Are we talking about pirates? No. <laughs> Is it historically accurate? Eh, not really. But the vibe I get from Gary is that he doesn't want to be here either. Oh, no, not at all. And, but I love that Phoebe just walks into the back room and he's kind of just like hiding back there. And she's talking yeah, about all the, the like, oh, that map's interesting with all the seismic. Like, do we know what what's causing it? And he's like, no. What are you doing back there? I got a quality movie about a killer dog playing out there for you. <laughs> Paul Rudd. Okay. Paul Rudd. It's such a gem. So good. He's, he's amazing. And that's when uh, also Phoebe meets podcast. What a nickname for this guy. This little kid's name is nickname is podcast. You did you not like this kid? He's just my least like character in this whole movie. Like I loved him. I thought he was. I thought he was pretty good. I like that. I like his actually at the end. Yeah, Phoebe. I like their relationship. I like their camaraderie. She like he's the kid who gets her out of her shell because she is very awkward. Uh, just like Egon was, you know, Egon was the, you know, I remember watching the first Ghostbusters and like, you know, when you're around people like Peter Venkman, who's just a wisecracking dickhead and yeah, yeah, and Ray Stance, who's just a bumbling, you know, he's a very smart guy, but he's also a bumbling idiot at the same time. And then Egon was always straight faced for everything, even if something, if, even if everybody was telling a joke and everybody got that joke, Egon would just be like, he would come up with some rational answer. For whatever yeah, yeah, joke they're talking about. And that's what Phoebe is. Phoebe, it, like we said before, Phoebe is literally just a clone of Egon, you know, as a child. Like, uh, No, I understand. It's just, he's just one of those characters that I think he could have done, been just done much better. I feel like they could have gave him a better nickname. Like, podcast. Like, come on. It's so unoriginal. Almost every bit of writing in that whole movie I was fine with, but like I would say probably half to three quarter of his delivery as on his jokes just fell flat for me. I'm just like, no, dude. Yeah. You it wasn't even no, but but some of them weren't even bad jokes. It was like supposed to be like funny and stuff, and it just I did not care for that guy's delivery. It was just like, yeah, it, no. I I enjoyed. I didn't enjoy him every like in every part of this film, but I for the majority I thought he was pretty funny. I liked the relationship he has with Phoebe, but his yeah. nickname is stupid. And I mean, I guess this kid's bored. I mean, this is a small town, not much going on. 
and he's making he's making the best use of his time. That's all I gotta say. Oh, I applaud him I, for he's that. He's I will say this mm-hmm. though: if you watched that entire movie and you took him out, it would have changed nothing. Oh yeah. I mean, I understand. I, I like what he did for her, but like, I just think that I just didn't care for the character. What are you talking like, about? Like, he was the it. he was the tech guy. What are you talking about? You can't take him out because who's gonna drive the little drone car or the little the little oh. remote control vehicle? She just hands the gun to somebody else. Phoebe hands the gun to somebody else and does it herself. Who's she handing she the gun to? There's, no, there's, there's nobody there. there. They, could, they, they could have found somebody else. I don't, I I don't see, know. I can't Apparently agree. Egon rigged up four of them later in the movie with nobody I can, operating. I can't, I can't. Okay. I, just, I can't agree with you on that. Podcast is a pivotal part of this film. All right. He's the one who knocks the, who puts the power back on with all the little tiny um, state puff guys are eating at the oh. power and he gets the power going so that, that Trevor no can use sense, his proton anyway. pack. What I does need a tiny army of marshmallow men. I need it. No, I don't got a problem. Listen, I don't have a problem with the marshmallow men. That's awesome. It's like a Domo Coon. It's Domo Coon. Domo Coon marshmallow man. Yeah. He's going to so, ha- hang out. I love the marshmallow men when they show up later. I think they're great. But they're literally shown tearing apart a proton pack in the film and then their equipment. And just because he zaps most of them, everything turns back on. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. He's not the tech guy. He's a dumbass. Just because he knows how to re- 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 do a remote control car. He's useless. Outside of being that character that helps her open herself up, could have been anybody else. He's useless. We can agree to disagree. That's fine. That's where I stand. All right. Anyway, That's we why we have opinions. Right. Even Create your own people. <laughs> right. If I hide behind Staple, I get it look like he's the one... Uh, He's the one talking to me for the rest of the show. But what, he's going to stay here. Is this distracting? <laughs> no, no, it's brilliant. Leave um, it. Leave it. I, I, he is. And we're talking Ghostbusters at the uh, end of this week, too. So he's going to just stay here. Yeah. Um, get yeah, I do, too. Uh, where were we? Oh, yeah. We're talking about podcast. <laughs> Our yes, favorite character of this film. On a podcast. <laughs> on a podcast. Well, exactly. He's making a podcast. Mm hmm. And his podcast is he does what mysteries? He's like he does like a mystery podcast. Yeah, paranormal. The occasional restaurant saying. review. Yeah, and yeah, uh, it really it. came it really came into its own at episode forty six. And we're not even yeah. there yet on our podcast. So will we become will we be full form when we hit our episode forty six? Yeah, no, we're not even at our final final form yet, folks. Exactly, we're still we're still in our uh, caterpillar stage. Right. <laughs> so while all this is going on, uh, Trevor is, Trevor finds the Ecto One in the yes. barn, and now and he is a very handy kid because he gets this son of a bitch working with a little bit of help from a invisible force. Also, I love the uh, the chessboards. Like the she's oh, got the chessboard and uh, she sets it up, and it falls down at first. She sets it back up again, and then the pawn moves while she's sleeping, and she wakes up, moves. Does she move a piece, and then the, uh, then she comes home from school, and another piece has moved. Yeah. She moves a knight. Yeah, and then yeah, and she fought. Yeah. yeah, so hand gestures. She also or finds was that when it when it moves. She doesn't realize it's moving until that night because she wakes up to a piece. She moves a piece, and she comes back and then moves another piece, and then the piece mm-hmm. moves while she's there. And it knocks it off. 
Yeah. No, she because she takes out one of one of her the other player's piece. And oh, the other player takes out her knight and like knocks it across the room. So uh, we Care. get we get Trevor. Uh, they go to they have this little diner, this little like burger joint that's in the town, and he, he yeah he literally go applies for a job just because he sees an attractive girl. I guess that, the mind of a teenage boy. Yeah, yeah I think exactly. <laughs> he fills that he fills that archetype yeah. well. It's funny that he has a job and his mom doesn't. What a bum. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm saying. What are you doing, Callie? You bitch about you got no money. What, your son's got a job. What are you doing? Unbelievable. Having daddy issues is what she's doing. Yeah, she's really fuming over her dead dad. But yeah, like we were talking about before, Andy Potts makes the appearance, which I loved. Yeah. I love Andy Potts. And. When does she discover? Does she discover the um? What the hell is a little device that flashes? The was it the PK meter or whatever? Yeah, what are, would she discover that in the room downstairs? She she finds it like underneath. It's oh, underneath a care, the chair when the when they hide under the the table during the earthquake. earthquake. Yeah, yeah, it's underneath the recliner. Yeah, yeah. I thought that's where the trap wasn't the trap there too. No, the trap was in the floor. It, it is, but I think it's in a section under the floor. Like she had the chair has to move, and then like there's the wood. Oh, it was. Oh, the right. It, the PK meter was yeah. under the chair. Like it like slid it because. So yeah. Egon had it in his hand at the beginning of the movie in the cold open when he when the entity kills him he drop the final shot as he drops it, the PK meter and it slides under the chair. But yeah, she discovers she goes over to the floor and does this cool little puzzle trick. And finds a trap. And boy, did it feel good to see this trap. Because the way that they make the trap look in the 2016 film really angered me. And we'll talk oh, more oh, about no, that. I can't wait for that. Yeah. I can't wait for that. But it was, I'm really interested to watch that yeah. one. It's so, but to see the, the classic trap again was great. And she ends up bringing it to school. <laughs> Yeah, and I, and they're trying to pry it open. Yeah, and like what? It, what? It, like what is it? And that's when uh, Gary comes over and he's like, "Oh wow, that's a rad replica you got there." And they're like, "What? What is it?" It's like it's a ghost trap. Like a what? Yeah, right. and that's when he shows the video of the old, the original advertisement for Ghostbusters back yep. back in the day, back before they even started. Which was great because they and they the funny thing was it's like she Phoebe had never seen what her grandfather looked like, but it was one of those things where she was like I feel like when she watched that ad for the first time she still didn't understand that that was her grandfather. Yeah. Oh yeah. Until she watched she, until like her, I think it was did podcast say it to her like your grandfather was was a Ghostbuster. I think so. Yeah, I, I thought think, that was, maybe. Yeah, so but they really want to open it up, and so they go outside <laughs> in between two giant school buses. Yep, and they're gonna open this thing. Listen, what could go wrong, right? What could go wrong, right? And they hook it up to the bus, so when the bus turns on, it sends power to the the trap. So when he hits the button. Or he hits a little pedal, but it never works. And then he goes up and he is about to tap on it and it busts open. And it and when you see it, it's a terror dog. It's one of uh the, the creatures 
one of Gozer's like minions there. What are they called? Are they just called terror dogs. Yeah, demon the, dogs. I, I know what you're talking. Yeah, I don't know what they're called. I, I had no idea. They probably they say I think at the movie, but I can't freaking. Which, if you see when you see this when you watch the scene, at least when I watched the scene immediately, I mean, I I knew the premise of this movie. I knew what, who the antagonist was going to be. I know kind of what it was going to be about. But when you if you didn't and you see this terror dog bust out of this trap which is the trap from the beginning of the movie that Egon has, you know who he was facing off against and you know who ex- who actually killed him. It was Gozer. Yeah. Because, and the reason that Gozer was invisible was because she can't f- uh, fully form until the two terror dogs are like a, are in human, like they take a human host and then yep. they take their place at the, uh, the temple. Yeah, yeah, yep. the whole thing. I thought Gozer was, um, oh man, what the hell is her name? Olivia Wilde. It looked just like her. It says uncredited on uh, oh, IMDb. So it, so it was Olivia Wilde. So I'm assuming so. it says Gozer uncredited Olivia Wilde. What? But why would they put? Because her voice is a different person well yeah it was so was the original with gozer they had uh had an actress they had a different voice for it i just don't think it matched very well no it was really out of place but i i didn't know that yeah okay cool i i saw it i was like that's olivia wilde that's awesome i had no idea who it was (laughs) i was like oh the gozer suit looks good yeah and did you know that josh gad was the voice of muncher yeah, I had I had seen that. <laughs> I, was, I, was like, I didn't know that until we saw it on here. But. Muncher, the the Slimer of this Ghostbusters film. Which I'm glad they didn't just use Slimer again. Yeah. They used like a different ghost. Yeah, Same I, concept, but just a different ghost. I felt like it wouldn't have made any sense. No, I agree. Yeah. So, I don't even know where I'm at. So yeah, so this thing escapes, and they're like, no, well, that's the, not good. Yeah. Oh, we have to get out of here. But you're an adult. Yeah, I am an adult, but I'm also liable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny because they drive. He drives uh, Phoebe home, and his yeah. windshield's missing. <laughs> just, yeah, picking just picking glass. glass out of the... Yes, yes, yes. And that's when um, Callie and Gary meet. Like, really have a good conversation, and they, and then they are going to go out on a date because they have this really awkward conversation. Well, actually, she he, they get there, and she's not even home, and they're looking through a bunch of stuff. Podcast finds this weird whistle. It's like a death, the death whistle or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. The Aztec death whistle. Yep. And she, Phoebe shows Gary where she found the trap and all this stuff, and he was like, oh my god, like he's just seeing all these cool things, and Callie's like, this is all just junk. It's like, you're just a dummy. Did you even look at these things? What I'm saying. Oh, man. She did. Uh, yeah, she was one of those. She was. I didn't d- hate her, but I just disliked her. You know, I was like, you just can you just open your eyes and like listen That's to your what, daughter who is clearly smarter than you? Yeah, exactly. That was the problem. Is like her, the thing about the bothered me was her just her just general 
Obviously, different situation growing up with that being her dad. The general just not giving a shit, sorry, about being in that environment, about everything, and her just displaying disregard to her daughter. Don't be yourself. Like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's what I'm going to tell my kid. Don't yeah. don't act like yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, GG. Yep. Parent of the year award. Uh, anyway. Yeah. That's what her daughter told her. No, she told her daughter that when she went to school for the first day. She, no, it was right before Callie goes on the date with Gary that she she tells her that. She tells her yeah, mom but, that. Don't be yourself. Yeah, but 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 I mean, yeah. Callie, Callie tells her daughter that. Yeah, I know. When school. she goes into yeah. her school. That's yeah. what I was talking about. I was like, that's fucking it's rude. Ridiculous. Anyway, carry on. But yeah, so they... We get uh, Trevor and his newfound friends from the restaurant. They go to the Shandor Mines... They're like up on the top of the mountain and they're hanging out on the the elevator down like what? No, thank you. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here. Admittedly, yeah. that does sound like something stupid kids would do. Yeah, that's true. So, I probably would have done it as a teenager, yeah. but oh, absolutely. now as an adult, I'm like, that's a really dumb thing to do. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so they hang out up there, but there's something going on beneath them and you can kind of see a silhouette of one of the demon dogs down in the cloud. When they look down there, and then a freaking, uh, I'm guessing a ghost shoots out of it, yeah. and just and travels somewhere. To Walmart. Oh, that's right. Because Gary. Oh wait, but we we got to talk about the so Trevor gets the Ecto one working, and he takes it yep. for a joyride through yep. the cornfield, which is actually a really cool shot. I thought this was was great, and well, I thought this was until late. Wait, wait, hold on. I thought this was until, was until later because that's when they're trying to find because before that's when Muncher shows up. Then he takes for a joyride. Then they meet him on the road and go after. Yeah, because she finds she goes down to the basement, or she goes to the barn and there's the yes, pole that yeah. goes down into this like basement room below the barn yeah. that has all of it's like his lab, and she finds uh, the PK PK meter. Yeah. yeah, it's telling her. Where, where to, to go. go like she's yeah. following it because you know there's another there's something cool i liked at the beginning of that when when she had the pk meter in her room yeah uh and before the right before the way early in the movie right before the chessboard flies across you see the lights light up in the background of the pk meter but they yep. don't bring attention to it and then the board and then it the turns off yep yep and i was like yes that's clever it's very cool uh she goes to this she goes down there to this big old room and all the lights are automatically coming on and things are happening and she finds out it's it's uh it's her it's her grandfather showing her the way because i love the lamp he's like yeah. moving the lamp around so she to kind of since he can't talk he's using the lamp to kind of show her different yeah. things he shows her um there's a proton pack sitting on top of the table he shows her yeah. like you know shines the light on it and she knows immediately what what it needs to get it to work which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, she gets that fixed really easily. And then she is going to take it out and she gets podcasts. They go and they're going to test it out first. They go to like this old mill on the outside and they set up like he sets up cans to yeah, shoot yeah. at and just wipes out the thing it was sitting on. Yes. Did I get day. any of them? He's like, it's on fire. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, curious how she got the proton pack out because it was heavy. Like she had a difficult time getting it on her back. How did she get it back up that pole? Well, I mean, is that the way you get out? I don't think that's the way you get it. There's probably another way out because there's, I mean, you wouldn't just climb back up the pole. Yeah. It's not very efficient. I feel like he made the pole kind of feel. Doors. I know. Yeah. I'm just saying. 
I think I it was know. just a nod to the whole firehouse thing. So yeah. Firehouse. yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so yeah, she tests it out, and then they hear something in the mill. So they go in the mill to investigate, and there's this ghost. He's munching on some metal. Nom, 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 nom. And so that's what I would do. I would just go investigate this noise. Yeah, she's got the proton pack, and podcast has the trap. So they're gonna try to trap this ghost, and. It doesn't work out very well because they make too much noise. And then he he literally shoots nails out of his mouth like bullets. Yeah, it's terrifying. I'm like, holy That's shit. Cool. And these kids are like super calm. I love how podcast is like, aren't you scared? He's like, she's like, I, I, I get more excited when I'm scared or something like that. Like her, the way she puts her emotion out there is just yeah. a lot different than most other kids or adults. Where she's like, right. she's like, yes, I'm scared, but I don't show it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would have been terrified when those nails start shooting at me. I'm just right yeah. pissing my pants. Like, oh my god! It's like shrapnel and stuff all yeah. over the place. And so they try to chase him out there. It doesn't work out. So they're walking along the road, and this is after Trevor takes his joyride and he's driving down the road, and they hop in and go. And she tells him about how their grandfather was a ghostbuster and what this car was and freaking podcast is going through all the stuff and he finds the remote control car yeah and they're driving to they're driving through downtown which i love this old old timey downtown i would love to like visit place a place like this so it's like where i was from well yeah i mean you lived in the the state of corn where all the corn were I was two states north, but yeah, it's very similar terrain. It's just wait, flat. is it? But isn't Nebraska the Cornhusker state? It is, but we don't make the most corn. It's actually Iowa. Oh. In fact, we make more alfalfa and soy. We still make a lot of corn. Figured if you guys are the Cornhusker state, be the best. You, you you think <laughs> you would think it's Iowa? I know it doesn't make any. But we're sense. in Oklahoma no, I, in this movie. <laughs> you, you you've been back to Swan, mm-hmm. yeah? Like that's like that's towns that. You know, it's a town of less than 100 people. There's like one main road, two bars, a post office, and a bank. Perfect. Perfect for me. And you get that's, gas at the co-op. And you get gas at the co-op. You get everything at the fucking co-op. But no, like, literally, like, that, that's why watching this movie, it was it was quite nostalgic for me because I haven't been home in a long time. So, like, it, so it makes me think of that. So, it was cool. Very cool. So they're driving down downtown and they stop at a red light and they look over and who who, who could it be over there? But Muncher, he's not on a fire hydrant. <laughs> he and he likes metal. That's that's all he eats is metal because as they're driving through downtown, you see like a stop sign is bitten in half. And there's some other things that he was gnawing on because <laughs> they hear the um, they hear a call come in, isn't it through the car? They, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, he's got the radio and then they get to town and. He's like, what are we looking for? And they're like, evidence. Yeah. Uh, and in case somebody watched this, like, this isn't realistic. Why aren't there people out there? Um, small towns, certain times of day, there is nobody out. There's just nobody on the roads. It's just how it is. Most of working anyways. Yeah. Like, it's the middle Plus of the day. Plus it's middle of the day, weird. summer. Yeah. You know, they're, they're probably working. not out doing anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so they're like, well, let's try to. Let's try to get this guy. And this is where they find out that it's got a freaking gunner seat in the Ecto one, which you never, th- it, it was never a thing in the original two ghostbusters. This was, this is a new 
feature that we see on the Ecto One. Where it really wasn't the cartoon. The old was it the, the real, the real Ghostbusters or something like that? Yeah, yeah, the one like the one from the 80s, 90s, 80s, 90s, yeah, yeah, the yeah. early one, the first yeah. one. Yeah, but they had apparently that's what it was from right, originally. Right. I don't know. And so they go after him, and they are she's using the proton pack and destroying the sides of buildings and yeah. she even slices some of the sign from the from what, what's the restaurant called sliders spinners. spinners spinners so yeah they're going through they're freaking destroying everything and at first they like have them in the middle of the town and they got a there's a trap attached to this rc car which i thought was one of the cool it's a cool ass trap yeah, yeah and he's idea. trying to get it underneath him but um the beam breaks and so they have to chase him down the straightest road i've ever seen in my life and it goes on for a while and it's going straight to the shandor mines this is what it's like back home there are straight roads that go on forever this is legit (laughs) and uh they they uh they you know she gets the proton pack and she shoots at him and then gets they get him in the trap which I thought was great. And it was right before, Oh no, they got him right before they were going to hit the bridge going to the mine, mine. but they still hit the bridge. They captured him. They smashed the door and like folds the door back in as they're driving down the, uh, so good. So good. It's good. It's good. Oh, the whole scene where he's driving through the, the, the field after he gets the thing, like the Ecto one up and running. Yeah. That's all 100% practical. They found a plot of land that would work for them, had a team go out and plant wheat before they filmed. I mean, it looks great. Just to do that scene. I was it's, like, all right. It's so good. It's what it's, it's 100%. It's all practical. It's like, a fantastic oh, scene. It is. And and I love how, I mean, if you really pay attention, like when he fixes the car, he can't get the car to start. And his and you see how like parts are moving on their own. It's because his grandfather's mm-hmm. helping him fix the Ecto-1. Yeah. The spark. Yep. Yeah, I think it's the lead to the coil or something's bad. Yep. But yeah, and so they got him. They got Muncher. Yeah. That's funny. And Muncher. Because when they first get to him, his face is like, oh no, I've been caught. Yeah, yeah. he's like so oh. takes, opens the hydrant, yeah. hydrant up. Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, so yeah, so they're driving back to the house and they get pulled over. Yes. And Charles like, I'm I'm screwed. I don't have my license. Yeah. So they get arrested. These kids, like how old's Trevor? 17? They he said he was 17, right? 15. He's 15. He said he was 17. Oh yeah, when he was applying for the job. So he's 15. Yeah. What how old is she? 13? 12? 12, 13? I think she's 11. I think she's 11 or 12. I think they mentioned she's like 11 or 12. Okay. So somewhere in that range. 12-ish. And you're going to throw him in a jail cell? Yeah. That's that's what they said. Like, All right. And this uh, and uh, well, the cop um, is played by uh, Bokeem Woodbine, who has been in a lot of things. I I've just seen. Yeah, I mean, he was in uh, Kongskull Island. No. Yes. No. Yes. Was he in Kongskull no, Island? I don't, I don't I, know. I just, I just want to keep the thing going. I'm sorry. He was in movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. He was in Fargo, the show. Oh, he's going to be in the upcoming Halo show next year. Halo. Yes. He's been in a lot. 
I know he looks familiar. I just cannot think of like anything. I'm trying to think of like a sh uh, something I've seen him in lately. Uh, it was Ghostbusters. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, there it is. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot about that one. one. <laughs> oh, what was the movie I just watched? You watched that? Oh, that's right. He was Shocker too. Yeah, Overlord Shit. was a movie I recently saw with him. Uh, it's like a it's a World War Two alternate history movie where uh, with zombies. I didn't just see that. I've never it's seen pretty, that. Pretty, pretty, pretty good movie. I enjoyed it. Hey, uh, I, the only thing was like he wasn't in it for very long. <laughs> mm. But uh, yeah, he plays the very over like he's, I feel like he's just bored. He's a bored sheriff because this, there's probably not much going on in this town. He finally has something going on. So he's got to be a hard ass. Oh, yeah. And Phoebe asks for she's like, don't I get a phone call? It's like you're 11 years old. You should have had a phone call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> So she decides <clears throat> instead of calling her mom, she's going to call the number from the original Ghostbusters ad. And where does that number go to? To raise a cult bookstore. And who picks up the phone? But the man himself, Ray Stance, played by none other than Dan Aykroyd once again. You don't get to see his face, but you hear his voice. As, oh no, you do get to see his face in the scene. Hey, I forgot it's the trick. Initially. Yeah, not initially. No, he not picks initially. up the phone and then you hear him talking. And I guess the way that the ghost, the, you know, how the Ghostbusters disbanded was not the way they wanted it to happen because Egon took everything and left. And so he pretty much, I love where he's like, yeah, Egon Spangler can go to hell. And then she immediately yeah. goes, uh, he died last week. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah. and then like his, like his demeanor changes because he's just yeah. saying it because he's mad. Mm -hmm. Um, and he tells her about like what he was telling him, like telling her like, you know, Gozer's going to come back. We need to prevent her from coming back. So we need to suppress all of the, the ghosts that we've caught over the years. We have to keep them at bay because if they come back, then Gozer will come back and destroy the world. Yep. But no one believed him because the first two Ghostbusters never happened. Clearly <laughs> when all right. these things are happening, but you know, especially when Egon tells you, Especially Ray, <laughs> like Ray and I feel Egon and Ray, like they had such a good rapport, you know, where they could tell each other anything and they were going to believe it. But the fact that Egon would come out and be like, listen, Gozer's going to come back. And Ray's like, nah, like the fact that a tornado of spirits or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Destroy the world or whatever. Yeah. So. So yeah, so she um, right as he, he's trying to get more information, uh, the the sheriff comes and hangs up the phone. I'm like, this man, you are just time's up. Time's yeah. up. Yep. So Callie and Gary come back because they are they were actually at a they were eating out. They were at a uh, at a restaurant when all the shit yep. was going on, and then he's yep. I love it that freaking Muncher goes right over their table while yeah, they're eating. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Gary and Callie were talking about um, her, you know, how her dad left and all that stuff and why she's not huge into science because her dad was big into science and that's why she yeah, doesn't yeah. connect well with Phoebe and I love Gary such an awesome dude. He's like, Phoebe's awesome. Like, yeah, I know. She's right? so smart and stuff like this. Like, man, good for you, Gary. I wish I had a stepdad <laughs> like you when I was a kid. 
you're taking that step above and beyond. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they come to the police station, and of course, Callie's pissed. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, they're like, well, you know, they were recklessly driving, they destroyed a lot of property, and uh, they had these, like, you know, whatever the hell this is. He's holding the proton pack up. The female cop is Dan Aykroyd's daughter. Yeah. We had seen that. Thank you. Yeah. She's <laughs> it all in the family. Right? Because the, the mom is married to the guy that plays the um, the hardware store. Okay. The guy, yeah, the guy owns the hardware store. It's his, her real husband. Yeah, they're married in real life. Wait, plays well, Callie, Ca Carrie Coon. She plays the guy who owns the hardware store? She's no, married. she's married to the guy that owns the hardware store. The mom. So Callie Coon Callie. is married to that old guy who owns the hardware store. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you seem disappointed. Are you all right? <laughs> I just, I was confused. No, I, we, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, uh, Tracy Letts. Okay. He's a uh, stage actor. Stage actor. He's not even, and, he's uh, not even credited. Yeah, he's dead down. Yeah. yeah, he's uncredited. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He's uncredited. Why can't I click on her name? I it's so funny, though. Her. She was born in 1981, and he was born in 1965. Hey, whatever Ooh. we got to do. But they are oh, yeah. married. Been married yeah, for since 2013. All right. The more you can't know. Can't be any different than mom's dad. Right. She was also in... Uh, she play, She was in the Avengers movies. She was one of Thanos' uh, cronies. What was she? Yeah, she was um, Pro Proxima Midnight. She oh, was the one with the staff who fights who, who fights well. uh, who fights Black Widow and all the female um, characters yeah, in that trench there. She's one, she's one of the Black Hand. Okay, that's mm -hmm. fair. Yep. Cool. I digs it. Yep. So yeah, so they come out and they get the kids out of jail, uh, and she, of course she's like super. She's like mostly pissed off at Phoebe. Which really pissed me off. I was like, "Man, mm -hmm. God that's what I'm saying." Damn it! Because it's the it, closest. Oh, good. I feel the mom is the mayor of this movie. She is like, you know, when you watch the prior Ghostbusters movies, the mayor is always that dim-witted guy who like doesn't believe them at first, but then like it has to take something actually happening for them to be like, "Oh no, yeah, I believe you. I'll help you." Type deal, and. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that's what the mom is in this movie. She will. She yep. like refuses to believe anything Phoebe tells her, even though Phoebe is clearly smarter than her in every way possible. And I feel it's also because she's, um, she's doing things her grandfather once did, which of course we all know how she feels about her father. <laughs> it's the closest living representation of her father that she has. So she's mm -hmm. going to take it out on that in whatever way she deems fit, I suppose. Yep. So, so yeah, like but what we said before, so Egon literally took the Ecto-1, he took all of the equipment from the original Ghostbusters and left, and so pretty much the other guys literally, they didn't know where he went, and so that's why they disbanded and did their own thing, because they, they didn't have anything, because Egon took it all, but it was all yeah. for their own good. He did it not telling them for a reason, because he didn't want to put anybody else at, at risk um, for what he was going to be doing. Yeah, he's going to take that bullet, man. Yep. So after all this, they, uh, Trevor, Phoebe, and Lucky, which is the girl that Trevor is 
um, swooning over. I did not realize that was her name. I don't remember hearing it. In podcasts, they go, they find the temple at the inside the mountain, the temple to Gozer that was built by the by uh, Ivo Shandor, which is behind the sheets. I like how it's you. You only see like a glimpse of it, and they even go behind yeah. it, and you still can't see the yeah. whole thing. You only see cool. it when cool something is happening and the sheets fly away, which is fun. So yeah, so they they go to the temple to see what's going on in there, and they discover how the he like Egon rigged this entire place to there's a pit full of spirits, and it's always got like proton pack like it's got like these makeshift proton packs that are like connected to the wall that shoot into this pit yep. to like prevent anybody from coming out of it yeah and you have the cast a clear glass casket with <laughs> with ifo shandor in it yeah, yeah. i love that podcast walks over he's like i think this guy's alive because he's like in right? perfect condition he looks good for being there for 75 years yeah oh so this whole this whole temple is a dedication to Gozer, uh, the original villain in the original Ghostbusters. Of course, this is this is just showing that the, she is now the protagonist or the antagonist to this film. And so yeah, so they do this. The all the they find this device and they figure out that the reason why all these earthquakes are happening is because every time the spirits try to escape and the proton all these proton packs are shooting out. That's what causes the earthquakes. Yep. Which I, which I thought was a, a great backstory there. We also get the Walmart scene where Gary's at yes. Walmart. And I think a lot of people were pissed off about this too, because it was a, a blatant advertisement for Walmart and for Baskin Robbins. <laughs> Cause Baskin Robbins yeah. actually came out with an ice cream that had green like goo on it to oh. promote for this film. There's actually two Avengers references in this movie. Really? Yeah. One of the, him grabbing Baskin Robbins because. Oh, yeah. He worked at a Baskin yeah, Robbins. Baskin Robbins. Robbins. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then. Um, hang on. I just blanked his name. Fuck. I was a uh, Hank. Pen. No, Hank. Pen. That's the first Ant-Man. What's the second one? Scott Lang. Okay. Yeah. Cause he's Scott Lang in that. Apparently there's a scene of him where he, in, in the classroom, he's reading an Avengers comic book. Oh, very yeah, cool. So very two, cool. Two Avengers references. So yeah. So Gary goes, he's got to get some Baskin Robbins. He's having a good time, man. He's really excited yeah. for this. And how he's far, dead. how far do you think this Walmart is outside the town? Oh, I don't know. Probably a mile or so. Okay. <sighs> So he goes in there and he starts hearing some stuff and he goes into the, the aisle. Cause he's going to get some, some uh, chocolate syrup for his ice cream. Yeah. And he starts hearing something coming from the stay puffed marshmallows. Cause of course we got to bring them back. And what does he see? Yeah. The little tiny stay puffed marshmallow men peeking out of, or popping out of the bag. I love it where he's trying, he's like going to poke it in the stomach and it bites him. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah. man, all of the shenanigans of all these Stay Puft Marshmallow little guys is <laughs> hilarious. Did you see the so one? morbid? Did you see the one on the grill who melts? 
Yes, and he does that, and he does the thumbs up from Terminator no, Two. I didn't, I didn't see the. You thumb. didn't see oh, it? Oh, he literally melts into the grate, and as he's going down, is he puts his thumbs up like the like Arnold in T Two? So good. I just like how I just I like how the happy Roomba. they are about dying. Yeah. Like oh, the, they ran over with the Roomba. Well, it gets smeared by the Roomba. Yeah, the Roomba, the, the, uh, the blender. And its face is like yeah. smiling. It's like yeah. smeared. So good. <laughs> this was great. And then, so he like gets out of there and then he hears something or he goes around and he hears something else and he turns and it's one of the demon dogs eaten out of a giant bag of dog food. And it's practical, yes. a, a practical effects, yes. which I appreciate the hell of because it looks identical to what they looked like in the original. And they look film. really well. So good. good. But then of course it turns into CG when it starts chasing him through the Walmart. I just yeah. love it. It's just running through and he, he goes through the door and the freaking thing just smashes through the door. And of course, he gets into his car and he can't get to his keys, which are attached to his belt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, dead. <laughs> and of course, he doesn't have a windshield, so yeah. the dog hops on top of the wind on on the hood. And of course, we all know what happens uh, to good old Gary. I love it. Pops his tires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then we go to Callie, who is at the house. And she discovers the basement in the barn. With and, the PK. Yep, with the PK yes. meter, because she finds it in the chair because her and Phoebe had a fight. Yep. And she left it in the chair. So she takes it and it starts she sees that it starts flashing. So she picks it up and does the same little path. It takes the same path as Phoebe to discover this place. And she discovers that her father had always kept track of her. He literally monitored everything she did. And she finds out that he did all this to protect her from something. And which I thought was I, I liked how that all went. I just I really hate that she, how like just how much hatred she had for him without yeah. really any understanding of why. Um, but it was nice that she figures it out. But of course, as she figures this out, she hears some growling in the background and it's the other demon dog. Yeah. And if you watch the original Ghostbusters, you know what happens to these two. They become the key master and the gatekeeper. And you all know, you know, do we know what happens or what these two have to do before they become part of this monument? It's it's a weird thing that Ivan Reitman and Dan Aykroyd put in the original script of what they actually have to do. They actually they have to have sex to finalize the whole thing yeah. before they become, you know, before they can go to the shrine and goes or wakes up. Is it needed? Absolutely not. Just change no. them into these things, bring them to the temple. But we get the scene where she, 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 the dress, she gets yeah, that like yeah. really like the orange dress, which is the same dress Sigourney Weaver wears in the original. And that's when you see like, I, I don't like that Paul Rudd, had to become like a caveman like it's oh oh and he like fucking wobbles down there yeah yeah, (laughs) and do something like the the reason it worked in the first one was because um ricky uh uh, rick moranis's character was already a giant goofball who just was naturally like that that's why he acted that way when he becomes the gatekeeper or or whatever he was i don't remember which one he was in the original I can't remember either. <laughs> but I just the, it just made me laugh out loud when it literally like he wakes up and he's all like in tatters. 
like his pants are ripped and he's like, uh, uh, and he like fucking <laughs> like wobbles down yeah, to her. Yeah. And then of course yeah, yeah. they do their thing off screen. Oh my god. Oh wait, but we find well actually before all that happens, freaking feet they come home and notice that she's all messed up in the chair. Like she's sitting there and her eyes are all red and they're like, Mom? And it's like, there is no mom. There is only Zool. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and and isn't that doesn't it flash between that and then Paul Rudd's character breaking one of the proton packs yes. set up to keep it? Yes. Going? Yep. Because that's kind of like what calls her to go to leave. Yeah. Because he's in the he's in the thing and he's messing up with the proton one of the proton packs to pretty much unleash the ghosts and yep. set Gozer free. So she after she has her encounter with everybody, she busts out of there, goes her and Paul Rudd do their thing. And then so that's when Phoebe, Trevor and Lucky, they got to and they all dress up. They got to dress up like the Ghostbusters. Heck yeah. They get the all they all dress up in the Spangler outfits, which uh, Harold Ramis was a tall dude. I don't know how any of these people fit in these things, but right. Yeah, okay. They fit perfectly like podcasts. Like he literally is probably fits in half of the outfit. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so they get into the Ecto one and they go up to the temple and somehow they are able to drive right up to the fucking front <laughs> to the porch yeah, yeah. of the temple. Like what? Right in there. All right. <laughs> and they see Gary and their mother up on the thing, and then they see them morph into the dog statues. And once they become part of that, that's when the door opens up in the top of the temple and Gozer walks out. And immediately I was like, that's Olivia Wilde. That looks exactly like Olivia Wilde. And then she talks and I'm like, that's definitely not Olivia Wilde talking. But in the original, it was also played by a different person too. They wanted her to sound like a demon because that's pretty much, that's what Gozer is. She's a Sumerian demon. And is she a Sumerian demon or is she called a Gozerian? Isn't that said that way twice? It's Gozer the Gozerian, right? Yeah. She's delivering a Sumerian god or She's something like, like a, that. Yeah, yeah. So we got Google for her. And I love how Phoebe just comes, she walks up to her and she's trying to tell some really bad jokes. <laughs> right. Can you call a fish with no eyes? Uh, <laughs> and trevor breaks it trevor ends up getting his setting his mom free which then um sets gozer like it like hurts her because she can't be whole without both of her dogs so they run off and yeah Yeah, that's right it's it is it's she's a sumerian demon she just goes by uh gozer the gozerian as well Mm -hmm. so you are correct Sorry. So, yeah. So it sets all the all the ghosts go free, and we get to see like the co- the go the dead miner at the coffee shop, which yeah. is a yeah. which is a callback to the dead taxi driver in the original. When all the ghosts get set free, it's literally the same model. They just ch- changed him into a different outfit to make it <laughs> look right. Uh, I don't remember what were the other were there any other any notable ghosts. Not I can't. Really. It, it wasn't I like don't... the original, where I feel like there was the dead miner in the diner, and I don't remember. 
really the him muncher <laughs> and then the two <laughs> deep dogs yeah that was it right mm-hmm. parker's a poet and didn't know it yep yep So, yeah, so they got to pretty much they got to stop her. So what they do is they do pretty much the same exact thing as Egon and they trap one of the demon dogs in the. Oh, no, that's how they free their mother. They trap they open the trap up and it sucks the the ghost of the demon dog or the whatever it was. Uses the car. Yep. Again. Yeah. And he drives it away. And then so they are going to do the same thing that. Egon was going to it does tries to do in the beginning of this movie is they have to get back to the farmhouse and and trap Gozer and Gozer of course she's not in her full form because of the dog yep so they get back to the house and of course the mom is all willy is all willing to help now because all of the stuff that's been going on and she gets, they get to the house and they do the same thing where they hold out the, you know, Phoebe holds out the trap and he tells uh, the mom to hit the switch when she tells her and she hits the switch and everything starts to work. And you see what is actually going on underneath the ground. The whole yard is set up with traps. And so what it was is those towers, the electrical towers that he's got set up in the yard powers, all these traps and that was his whole plan was to to contain her in the traps. But of course we get the same exact thing again uh, where they blow out and things happen. She drops the trap. She gets the trap or uh, goes or breaks the trap, releasing the demon dog spirit, which then takes over Lucky's body, yeah, turning yeah. her into the demon dog and then goes or becomes full form. Phoebe is the only one who has uh, like her and Trevor are shooting the pro um, shooting at him with the proton pack, but the little freaking stay puff dudes are in the somehow got into the ecto one and start eating at the electronics and the back of the proton pack. And so he can't help. So it's just Phoebe. And of course she can't take her on by herself. And then we get the OGs coming in. Yep. We get Ray Stance, Peter Venkman, and Winston. Is it Stedmore? Zedmore. Zedmore. God, I'm fucking up. Sorry. And uh, and yeah, they come in, and and I immediately was I was like holding back tears because we've been waiting for this for fucking thirty something years. Thank you, Bill Murray, <laughs> for being a pain in the ass. Do you realize that we didn't get a movie this late because of fucking Bill Murray? Yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all to hear. Bill that. Murray is a funny fuck, and I love everything he has done, but he's a pain in the ass. <laughs> he is a pain in the ass. <laughs> so yeah, so all the original three are there and they shoot their proton packs at him, but it's still not enough because I love all the the quips that Peter Vankman has thrown at Gozer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't we? <laughs> Didn't we send you somewhere? Yeah. It's like, I knew yeah. I, it's like you left, like we got rid of you, but you just wanted, you kept on crawling back to Peter Vankman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's so good, dude. And she overpowers them and throws them back. And so they determine it's not enough. And you think it's going to end until podcast until, uh, she's, she's shooting at him with the proton pack and does, 
proton or does podcast fix the electric like the electrical stuff which then trevor shoots before yeah. before we get ghost grandpa showing up yep yeah because um he helps phoebe with her proton pack mm-hmm. and then um the other three are shooting but then um trevor shoots the he gets the bright idea to shoot the shoot towers. towers. That's not till, that's, that's, that, I don't think that's till after um, Grandpa shows up. So she's shooting. She's that's what I said. He was helping. Oh. He was helping feed. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I, I so yeah, so she's doing her thing and she's having issues, and that's when we get a ghost hand touching uh putting his hand on hers to help her out and you're like you gotta be fucking kidding me are they gonna they're not gonna show his face right oh no they show his face and boy this was fucking awesome this is some of the best like this man has been dead for seven years and they made like it looks so good it does look very good so there was an interview with his daughter um shortly after this was released and of course she saw it you know, got to see it way beforehand because they it was kind of you know had to be approved by the family to be to use his likeness in this. And of course, he didn't look like that later in life. He was he be, he was a larger man. Um, he had yeah. a lot. Of, he also had a lot of health issues. Of course, he died of cancer in 2014. Um, but she stated like, you know, I, I appreciated that it wasn't a reflection of him. It was a reflection of Egon. Um, it was what we would have like. Egon would have looked like as an older man. And if my yeah, dad yeah. was here, he would have loved how he looked because of course, you know, he wasn't, he didn't look like that, you know? Yeah, no, no, I, but everybody, but they, she, the whole family appreciated what they did with it. It wasn't a, let's make let's make a, you know, let's have it look like Harold ramp, uh, Ramus when he was older. No, we're going to make it Egon Spangler as being older because we can do that because he's not around anymore. I loved it. It, it made me cry. I love that. They didn't make him talk. Um, he didn't, yeah, he says great. no words. Yeah. It's all facial expressions. Um, which, yeah, I, I literally started tearing up cause it was, I, I thought it was a really good way of giving him a farewell. Uh, but I also love God. I loved it when he lines up with the rest of them. Like they all stand back up and they start shooting at him, <laughs> and, you know, you got you got Ray, then you got Pete, and then um, and then Winston, and then you see Egon come stand next to them and help out. And oh god, I love Winston's face though, like the realization when they yeah. see what's going on. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, <laughs> like he's in like shock. The other guys are like at shock, like in shock at first, but accept it. And I thought it was I I don't know man. A lot of people didn't like how this all went down, but I thought this was fucking perfect. I thought the hand I see I was I was like thinking that this was going to happen. And I'm not like some big diehard Ghostbusters fan anyway, but I thought they handled it very respectfully. Yeah. By not having him talk and they modeled it like you said after his character, mm-hmm. yeah. not after himself necessarily, so. And they so yeah, they get podcast gets the um gets the power back on which he so he tells Trevor to sh- uh he tells Trevor like his proton pack is working again but instead of shooting at Gozer he has a bright idea of shooting the towers to yep. get of enough power to open up the traps in the ground and uh, and then it 
it sucks her in, sucks everything in, destroys everything. And then we get the, a similar scene to the end of Ghostbusters where the dogs are like solid and they're like the people inside are breaking out of them and Trevor's got to break yeah, Lucky yeah. out of it and, and uh, <laughs> Gary's getting broken out of it too. And then we get the um, reunion of father and daughter as Egon and Callie um, embrace and as they are, Egon um, disappears. His job is done. So he is going off to the the world unknown, you know, to heaven for religious That's people. Crazy after all. Right. Then you get that splash thing on the screen. It says for Harold. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I thought that was kind of nice. Just didn't wait for the credits. They did it right after. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. So good. And we get is that that's the end of the base movie right that was the end pretty they, much they yeah. didn't do anything after that and it's just the scene of it well good the post-credit scene or the mid-credit scene well, it, was, it was the top shot of the the uh, ecto-1 driving yes the and they play the ghost movie. and they play the ghostbusters song um like the og title card. yep which i believe was just I, a, I think it's just an original shot from uh ghostbusters it could be. I don't think yeah, it. Was, I don't think it was a newly filmed scene. I think it was literally just a scene from the original that they replayed again, which was yeah. good. And then they play, of course, they play the OG song, um, which I love that they don't play it until the end. Like you never, you Thank you get you. like you get some right. subtlety, you get some subtle sounds, like you can hear it slightly in certain parts, but you don't get it that full blast of Ray Parker Jr. until the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we get our mid credit scene. We get Peter Vankman and Dana Vankman. Yes, they're married because in IMDb, that's her name. Her name yep. Yep, is Dana Barrett Vankman. So IMDb says they're married. I'm going to take their word for it. So they're doing the card game or the card trick thing where, uh, well, this time Pete is hooked up to the machine. And pretty much uh, this is a throwback to the original where Peter is fucking with this guy. Uh, he's got a girl, he's got a guy and then he's got like an attractive girl there and he's trying to, he's hitting on the girl the whole time. And it's one of those things where you hold up a card, it's got a design on it and the guy's got to guess what it is. And he, he was guessing right a couple times, but he kept, if you get it wrong, you would get zapped. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's Pete and Dana doing it. Well, Dana's the one holding up the cards and he's getting them all and he's, and he's getting them all right. And she's like, how are you so good at this? And then he determines it's cause he marked the cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so she zaps him. Uh, yeah. And then I guess That's, there was a post-credit scene, which I did not see. I did not know that either. I think it was. So according to what I've seen on a few videos on the internet, it's a deleted scene from the original Ghostbusters. Oh, really? Yeah. Very cool. Which I believe was a interact. It was like the end where Harold, Ram- oh, where Egon and um, Janine like embrace um after the fight in new york there was a whole other thing with it too i don't remember like i said i I did not say i did not see what it was oh no so Um, yeah so it says in the mid credits this is according to wikipedia it says while a post-credit sequence reveals winston as a wealthy family man who uses his resources to maintain the ghostbusters properties in the final shot a warning light is shown blinking on the ghostbusters firehouse's ecto containment unit Mm. so i guess i'm when i buy the movie on blu-ray i'm gonna have to 
Yeah, right. <laughs> watch that post credit scene. The the um the cameo there with Sigourney Weaver threw me off. Yeah, because it's like, where was she at in the movie? And then like the next scene, I was like, oh, oh, okay, well, this I, is fair. I I liked it. I didn't think she. It I mean, good. it wouldn't have made any sense for her to be in this movie more than no, what she was. Not at all. It's the same not with not Annie Potts. Yeah, exactly. Annie Potts made her what twenty second appearance, and that was enough because it's like, what would she have done here? That's true, and that's what I thought. I thought it was they did a good job. Like there were some, there was some obviously obvious nods, homages, like when they're in. Um, oh god, damn it! That's Lynn's name. Egon's lab when they go into the pole and do it. Yeah, and she and um, Phoebe finds the funguses. He talks about in the first movie he collects funguses. Yeah. And you see a rack of funguses in this thing, which is a good nod to the original. But anyway, but like it's like it's like subtle references, some not so subtle, but a lot of subtle references, but it's not like just the whole movie. It's not just a one hundred percent like franchise. Yeah. Old ass people enjoy it. Yeah, that that's the thing that I loved about this movie. Like a lot of people, like I said, were criticizing it because of the fan service, which I didn't care because the yes, give it to me. I've waited for this my entire life. <laughs> That's what you do when you bring a franchise yeah. back. They but also, them. yeah, but also they, uh, uh, Jason Reitman let these core, these, these new characters come in and control this movie. You didn't yep. skip the original Ghostbusters until the very end. And it wasn't like if, if, you know, it was one of those things where it's not like they showed up and then like Phoebe and Trevor, they just went to the wayside and didn't do anything. And they're like, we right. can take care of it. No, they were there to help them. And the reason was it was something that happened earlier in the film when she calls when Phoebe calls Ray. Yep. It all yep. it all stems from that. Like it it wasn't yep. just let's throw the old Ghostbusters in there. No. Well, yeah. It it was I feel this was perfect. I love this film. Logical progression. Yeah. I love it. this movie was great. I can't wait to see it again. Um I I I'm looking forward to see what they're going to do with this franchise down the road. Uh I really like McKenna Grace and mm -hmm. she's, and I know this film was originally um, supposed to release last year, but because of COVID they moved yep. it a year. And so she's significantly older now. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she looked, she looked really, really young in this movie. And if anyone out there is a Handmaid's Tale fan, uh, she, the character that she plays in the newest season of Handmaid's Tale yeah, she ain't that girl in that show. <laughs> she's yeah, a lot older and she's still young, but it's yeah. it's a different she's a fantastic actress i've seen her in so many things and i can't wait to see what they do with this character um i like how and it, it, the, and to be honest if they make another ghostbusters movie this is that would be the movie where i'm like okay we don't need the original we don't need the original ghostbusters or if you Zero do thing. you have them be kind of like uh, you know the guys that just like hang out at the firehouse they're like there right. as support they're not going into the into the fight yeah yeah i'd be okay with that but I the way that agree. they were used in this film were was perfect uh and i'm excited to see what they do with this franchise going forward do we have any final thoughts on ghostbusters afterlife before we end this show today it was a good movie. You should go watch yeah, it. Very, mm -hmm. good. very much. Go see it in theaters. And if you're near, if you live near an IMAX, go see it in IMAX. I don't, unfortunately, so I get to watch it in the normal theater. But if you have an IMAX near you, go see this in IMAX because the visuals are fucking spectacular. 
Yeah, good practical <laughs> effects. Enjoy them. Good practical yes. effects. And the yeah, the cinematography is great. Like I said, just mm-hmm. I, I just I just like it. It looks good. Um, Angela, you got anything? No, just it was great. Go see it. Eat some popcorn. Yes. <laughs> so all the popcorn. Yeah. So this, like, like I said, this uh, we got three shows going up this week. Uh, we will have. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. This will be out on Monday. We're going to have our uh, episode four, uh, Dexter New Blood episode four talk. Uh, that'll be out on Wednesday. And then on Friday will be our normal podcast episode where we're going to be talking about another Ghostbusters movie, but an infamous Ghostbusters movie. Um, Originally, when we did The Fly, we talked about how we were going to do a really bad remake. Uh, I changed my mind. Because of the fact that Ghostbusters Afterlife came out, I figured we'd do a remake that is kind of torn down the middle when it comes to pe- there are people who love it and there are people who loathe it. Divisive. <laughs> so we are going to be doing the Ghostbusters remake from 2016 starring Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy. That'll be the podcast episode for Friday. And yeah, so we got three videos going up this week, people. You're getting three videos. Wow. Three times the pace. Yeah. More, more podcasts than your body has room for. Yes. So so this episode, so these fresh cut episodes will not be edited. So I apologize in advance if you're listening and you hear a five to six second pause between certain things we're talking about. I don't have time to edit these uh, this episode and the regular podcast for the week. So these are going to be unedited. This and the uh, Dexter reviews. But the podcast at the end of the week is always edited. Maybe I won't. We'll see how it goes. It's all based on our recordings. But we're going to end it there. I want to thank everybody for watching. Uh, we are itching closer to those 100 subs on YouTube. So make sure you drop a uh, drop a sub. It's free on YouTube, people. Make sure you drop a like and a comment on this video. Tell us what you Please. thought of Ghostbusters Afterlife. All right. I always tell people to form their own opinions on movies just because I love the movie or you know, Dan and Angela love the movie. You know, maybe you didn't tell us why, tell us, you yeah. know, your thoughts on the movie. We, you know, I'm, we're, you know, that's what we like. We like feedback and tell us what you thought of the show. Because Fuck our opinions. we need those. We need feedback for that too. <laughs> All right, everybody till next time. I'm Brett Parker. That's DNA gaming. This is dissect that film. This is fresh cuts. And we'll see y'all next time. See you Bye. guys.